0: You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy. On now at APCO.
1: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
0: Let's get stuck in our cafe coffee catch-up busy for Friday and tonight really is a reckoning of sorts for our team, the Warriors. A line in the sand which will tell them and us if this season has any fight in it. That's right, the West Tigers are hapless and have looked Insipid, as Vossy said, and they'll be desperate for a result. Also, Blake—he's played more than a hundred times for the Tigers, more than a thousand times for Cronulla, more than a million for the Warriors. But you know, he loves a punt. This fella—he loves a laugh. A good dude, Um and I know that Blake can't lose tonight because he'll have his West Tigers jumper on, and he'll have his West his Warriors shorts on, and he would have loved Cronulla getting up last night. Blake, how you going, brother? Good morning. Good morning, mate. Very early. I'm doing well. How are you two lads? Yeah, yeah man. I know you're, I know girl, you're lying fella. in bed. I know you're lying in bed, mate. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're lying in bed down in Papamai looking out at that beautiful surf that you've got, your, your house right down on the beach, all that money you made with the Warriors. Mate, just just take us through it tonight. Who you got? Who you got and why? <laughs> yeah. you, you like the Tigers? You no, like the Warriors? I've who got. you got?
2: Uh, I've got the Warriors, but I'm, I'm, very, I'm very worried because, as, as both of you know, this is sort of the game when the team's been smashed in the media all week, you sort of don't want to play them because you know the Tigers are going to be up for something tonight. And as we all know, the Warriors, um, you know, we love we love the Warriors, but these are the games they tend to struggle in, the games they're supposed to win. So um, I'm a bit worried, but my money will be with the Warriors tonight. I think they're going to get home in a close one.
3: Who's under Who's under more pressure, Blake? Who, who do you feel like all week we've been talking about both sides and and their ability to, over the last couple of weeks, just not convert um, huge errors, coaches under so much pressure. Like, for you, who's under the most pressure?
2: To me, it would be the Warriors, to be honest. I think um, we, mm. I, I, most people in the rugby league circles thought the Tigers were going to be wooden spooners, so there wasn't really too much pressure coming into the season for them. Um, whereas the Warriors, I know a lot of people, including myself, had them in the top eight, and when you look on paper... Yeah. Side to side, the Warriors should win this hands down and they've got the talent on the park to win it. Um I think they're under extreme pressure to go out there and starting zero and three. I mean,
0: you know, these are the games that bite you in the in the backside at the end of the year when you're fighting for the eight. Hmm. Ace
3: hey,
0: so I, I, I said I said they'd go three and zip. I you know, I looked at I looked at the draw and thought the Warriors would win the first three. Like you, I, I just looked at that team and thought you know, they'd strengthened it, um, all accounts what Sean was saying, you know, how how confident he was coming into the season. Where have they gone wrong, mate? Where have they gone wrong in the first first couple of games? Um, oh, personally, I've been pretty outspoken. I thought um, you and Aitken should have been
2: playing in the centres and have Jazz and Josh Curran both on the field at the same time. I thought Jazz was mm. working good in the trial matches with uh, Adan and Matt Lodge, the two front rowers, sort of ball playing in that role. Um to be honest, they just haven't completed their chances. They, it's not that, you know, the, the, they've been in both games. Um, and even last week we saw, I think they had three chances to win the game and blew all three. So it's just down to those. It's not like they're not creating the chances. It's just uh, capitalising and finishing them off, I think. Um, Browner came out and had a big statement last week and um, hopefully it fires them up because, I mean, you know, they just gotta complete these uh opportunities they get and especially Friday night in Campbelltown. It's gonna be raining, it's gonna be cold. Uh you just gotta win them. They yeah, you know can't be.
0: Tough is it in Campbelltown, mate. You you've you played there plenty of times. How I mate, I used to hate going there, you know, when I was playing there and knew you, you're going down there to, when, that was West back in those days. The Tigers weren't part of the um part of the mix then, but Going down to Campbelltown, you're right, it's cold. It's it's you know just very parochial with all your all your supporters down there. How hard will it be for them to get in, into it tonight? The Warriors knowing that the Tigers backs are up against the wall. I mean, it, it, they should focus on
2: themselves. So really, it shouldn't be hard. But then you you know um, that's us looking in. You know, or every player is different, and they're probably staying in a nice hotel in Sydney, in the, you know, in the city. You got that hour drive. Peak hour traffic in Sydney, it's, it's horrendous now. Um, getting out there, and it, and it has been raining. We saw that last night. So, I mean, you know, it's going to go through their heads. It's cold. they just got to get the job done. I, I would, I'll tell you what, I'm glad, like you said, I'm in Papamore. You know, I've got my <laughs> coffee, my little latte here in bed. It's, it's lovely. I'd hate to be doing it. I'll tell you that.
0: Mate, you, th- you've, you've done some work too for the, um, for the tab, you know, what do you what do you like this weekend, mate? our punters listening, they they love to pick up on, on some good bet some good bets and some good punts. What do you what do you got, mate? What do you like this weekend? In the league or in the in the racing? Oh. Um,
2: I haven't had a look too uh much into the racing yet. I've been having a horrid time as of late. Um I, I understand some <laughs> of your horses might have got up, Kempi. Um, no tip on there, but hey, that's usual. Um <laughs> the 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 footy, um Look, I, I started bad last night. I thought the Dragons were going to come out. Um, but look, I, I think the Roosters are morals tomorrow. Oh, sorry, tonight. I think they're the rivalry game. And a fifty nine. I think the price is you're getting for them. So I think that's a steal, to be honest. Um, and I also like Manly to bounce back in a big way, probably 13-plus against the Bulldogs. Tommy Turbo to really put, um, you know, put that uh, last season form into play this week.
3: Nice, bro, nice. We love where they tip here on uh, on the show, mate. We like giving our punters and getting them paid, but they'll get, they'll pay you out when when he gets it wrong. Trust me, I'll get paid out every single day when I tip. Um, <laughs> bro. just quickly, we got Cody Nikarima coming in. He started, he's been on the bench and now he's coming back into the side. There's been a bit of a um you know muddle with our halves at the moment, trying to uh, obviously injury force. For him, Cody Nikarima how, what do you want to see him do? How do you want to see him approach this game? and and the direction he needs to show to, to put the Warriors in great stead.
2: Look, to me, I, I love when he runs the ball. And he's got that sort mm. of talent where he can make a four-on-four, a four-on-three four, four in a split second yeah. and really help his outside backs. And those young kids need his guidance that are out there. Um, I, look, I, I expected a lot more from him in that first game. I thought him and Shawnee would have worked well together. Um, but obviously we didn't see enough from him um for me the thing's going to see it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back because you know uh it was pretty harsh being dealt after one game you know it doesn't show much confidence in a player when after one game you put straight out of the team especially as a half back um so i want to see him bounce back i want to see him run the ball and create those opportunities for his outside men because we all know Cody can do it. He's done it before. It's just that consistency that we want to see. So I reckon he's going to be up for it, man. I
0: reckon he'll be up for it, and I'm I'm hoping he has a good game for himself and and for the team. Yeah, we we all support that Ace. Nice. We hope that Cody comes out and and gives the Warriors what we know he can give, mate. Just your take on on where they will be if they don't win tonight. What do you What are you thinking? Will happen? To, you know I, know, I know in Sydney that majors right on the pump, reading reading all the all the headlines over there. But where do you think the Warriors are going to be if they go um, zipping three? Oh, look, uh, I, I was much like you. I thought um, the
2: Warriors could have started five and zero for the season. So, I mean, they're they're fortunate they got these next couple of games. They can win, but to be honest, I mean, you know, we as Warriors fans, you look. You look back at the end of the year and you see those games like last year—the the five, four or five games they lost by two points that they should have won—and you miss on miss out in the top eight by two. I think if we go zero and three, it could be another one of those seasons. Um, I mean, you know, there's going to be some good fairy tales throughout the season. They get to come home. We know, you know, you still got Matt Lodge who's going to improve from last week. It was a bit hot up there for the big fella; hadn't played in a while. Um, <laughs> Tohu Harris is going to be back. That's a big plus throughout the year. But mm. I think they just need to steady the ship because if we go 0-3 here, by the time Tohu gets back, um, it could be well and truly over. So I'm just hoping we get this win tonight and start putting some wins together. But like you said, um, either way, tonight I'm a winner.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, 100%. No
0: sitting yeah, no no from like. you.
3: <laughs> hey, bro. let talk about that positive moment on July third. When when the Warriors do come home for the first time, look, it's been it's been tough. There's no there's no hiding that fact. Um, they've been away and 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 away from their families, the but they come home on July third. Um, mate, the taste on the west side. President, so, uh, how's yeah? How's that? Is that a special moment?
2: Oh, mate, it's going to be huge. Um, I'll, I'll be driving up for the game, um, hoping to get a ticket. Um, but look, it, it'll be huge. It'll be sold out the first time league here in three years. Um, I tell you what, it, it's good that they chose the Tigers to come home to, who I don't think will be doing well at that time of the year. I would have hated to be playing a Penrith or a <laughs> team like that. But um, <laughs> look, it's, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a big event. Um, they're going to have it sold out, no doubt. Um, it'd be good just to see Mount Smart packed again. I saw some rugby there on the weekend and it... The, you know, the ground's looking in good, Nick. The stand's looking like it's been done up a bit. So I know um, they're just ready for the Warriors to get home and um, get that packed.
3: Yeah, I'm there tonight. Bro. I'm doing Moana Pacifica v. the Hurricanes, so I'll have a nice look at the stadium that they're going to come home to. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, who has surprised you? Which team has surprised you? Has the night surprised you Been uh a, a 2-0? and
0: You know it, Ace. Come on. Yeah, yeah, they have, Kempi, they
2: have. Because I, I was... Uh, you know my little ladder prediction I had for the tab. I had them coming uh, second last. So <laughs> look, uh, so that that probably doesn't give He's you much good confidence as he, mate. Uh, going into the tips tonight. Um, but look, yeah, they have exceeded my expectations. I mean, they have only they beat the Tigers last week, which you know wasn't too too hard as we saw the game. But that first round win against the Roosters, so I, I did, not yeah, geez, they were outstanding, weren't they? So they've got a tough ass throughout the year um, but they're halves Clifford's gone to another level and and Clunes I'm, I mean Andrew Johnson's is doing work with them so there's no wonder how good those halves are going but um, even the forward packs have been enormous and some of those young outside backs are just getting better game by game so look it's gonna and, sorry, and even the Sharks as well I, I didn't think they'd make the eight I thought it'd take them some time to gel but mm. it looks like um, those Storm boys have brought a bit of uh, you know, a taste of the Melbourne Storm to the Sharks, they're tough, they got a bit of footy in them and um, they're, they're playing some great footy
3: Beautiful, beautiful, Blake Hayes love your chat mate, we appreciate you here on, uh, on the show and bringing your insights and your sitting on the fence ability with the Tigers Warriors, you're a winner no matter what <laughs> brother, so who cares oh, sure. but uh, thanks yeah, very yeah, much boys. bro appreciate it,
2: all good thanks boys, enjoy the morning good chat Ace
3: we're going to talk a bit of racing, we're racing at Harwera today and while the jockey ranks are compressed thanks to COVID and suspensions we are found the man who will be riding today and loves to ride wherever there's a paycheck, That's Kozi Asano who rides a couple of nice chances today and then tomorrow down in Christchurch at and Two, and he's on the line right now, Kozi Asano, good morning mate. Hey good morning, thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for finding time for the show, mate. We really, really appreciate it. How are you going? How are you enjoying the season so far? Are you happy with where you're at?
4: Yes, um, great, thanks. Um, yeah, I out a few winners. Um, I rode out a lot of, a lot of uh, big races as well, so it's really nice experience since I came up North Island. And, um, yeah, I think I learned
0: a few things from uh, other senior jockeys as well hey cozy you got a, you got a couple of rides today what do you, what do you like have you what what's your best ride today
4: yes uh, i i i if i get paid for jamie richard's
5: horse um
4: i Ooh. think she's got a ability uh, but she can be a little bit keen so we'll see how we jump out the gate and um also sophie cardo that's another jamie Richards horse I
1: think that uh, she's quite a nice horse too. So, Cosy, Cos, Cos, it's Louis here. Cos, it's Louis. Yeah. Hey, bro, <laughs> mate, you, you're donning the you're you're donning the black and white today, brother. You're putting on the yeah. B, the B, the, B, the BGP silks. You know what that means, eh? Yes. <laughs> the 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 pres- I I you want, You're going to be all BG over G. the in- Instagram, bro. You're going to be everywhere. So we need to we need your best <laughs> work today. You're locked in. Yes
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I jump out gate. I see was she comfortable in the running and yeah, hopefully settle well, especially in the wet ground today, so um it's
1: gonna be a bit of a testing, but yeah, yeah, yeah we never know yeah <laughs> no, you're right, we never know. um a we we we're very aware of um she's been a bit funny, a little bit keen so far, but you're the right man, those soft hands hey what what are you learning from the northern jockeys, guys like Nabber and and watching these guys that are and grsey that are so consistent, you know what have you picked up from them
4: Yes, um, they're good at talking, and also um they're very competitive also um they fear uh give us advice to young people as well um, yeah, they seems like doing a lot of homework and contacting with the owners as well, so that's one thing that um I need to get into it more um but also um, on the big race days uh they they always try their best and uh. And horses, same as the run for them as well. So um, it's really good to uh, see the men uh, doing a great job in the premierships in New Zealand. Yeah.
3: Nice, Cosie. Well, Cosie, what's your favourite Kiwi cuisine, mate? What's your favourite, Tucker? Do you like a lamb roast? Do you like a mince and cheese pie, or or oh, what's something that Cosie from... Asana would have?
4: I love nachos.
3: I don't know if it's kill your food, but <laughs> what does he
1: like? Nachos, nachos. But you, oh yeah. nachos! Is you, oh. Can't ask, you can't ask a jockey yeah. what their favourite food
3: is because they never get to
1: eat yeah, it. Well,
3: <laughs> I, I know they're not allowed to eat at all, but you know, like, we all have our uh, you know uh, our naughty time of the night where we want to have something that we love. We all allow a bit of balance, but um, no, that's all right. I like a wee little bit of nachos, mate. Jo- uh, Cosy, before we let you go. What about jockey? Yeah. Mate? What do you love about the, the jockey industry? Um, you know, what what do you really enjoy about being a jockey?
4: Oh, riding a good horse
1: is in the a race that's the best thing you can get. <laughs>
4: Especially if you win on them, um, that's a bonus. Yes.
1: Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, you've got a nice ride tomorrow for, and you're going down to Riccarton, aren't you? You love to travel. You will travel wherever you can get paid, I reckon. <laughs> um, Belicious <laughs> in race five, the open class sprint. You've got a couple of rides for the Tylers tomorrow. What do you know about Tobelicious and is it a nice each-way chance second up?
4: Yes, I uh, rode him uh, a couple of years ago. He's had a nice, nice form uh, going into the group two races at Riccarton. Um, he's had a suspensory injury and had a one year off and came back in. This is second start. Um, we'll see how he feels tomorrow and, uh, on the way to the gates. But uh, I think Kevin Tyler, he always keeps them very fit going into the races. Uh, I'm gonna ride
0: as a hey, confidence Hey, Cosy. I know you. I know you, boys and girls. When you're sitting in those jockey rooms, are talking about who's riding some some really good horses and in, in track work. What's yes. the bo- What's the bully, mate? Tomorrow, give us a winner. Who's talking up their horse? <laughs> Come on, mate. Give it Give it to us right here on SENZ. Oh, look, uh, I haven't talked to the uh,
4: boys down the south in the jockey room yet, but. Uh... Uh, I know
1: Kylie Williams' horse goes good. Kylie Williams' horse there goes you go, good. you That's all you need. That's all That's we need. All we oh, <laughs> thank you, Cosi. We will find it, Cozzy. And I know you've been doing a lot of riding for track work for Pikey as well as Lance and um, Andrew and doing good stuff, man. Yeah. So congratulations, and hopefully you can finish the season strong, get a few more winners, keep that, keep and stay in the top 10 in the jockeys' premiership, and it would be a, a nice accomplishment for you again. So thanks for your time this morning, Cozzy. All right, thanks. Yes.
3: Well, he was one of the greatest to ever do it on the field in DC. Dan Carter has never stopped giving back off it. Dan has launched his DC10 fund alongside UNICEF to help vulnerable children in the Pacific get a fair shot to launch the project and start fundraising efforts. DC is going to be kicking for 24 hours straight at Eden Park in a kickathon on April 7th. What a legend DC is. He's always giving back and he's always finding time for his family and friends and the community. He's on the line now. DC, good morning, brother.
5: Dagger, how are you, mate? Shit is good um, to know that you've learned to be able to read, mate, as you uh, read that <laughs> intro, mate. I'm
0: like a proud Beautiful. father, mate. <laughs> Love it.
3: Oh. DC, come off on. it. First one's always a little stab. off. Just pump your tyres up. Don't make me tell them the real Izzy. Don't make me get started. <laughs> oh,
0: here he is.
5: How are you, Kempe? No.
0: I'm good, mate. Give us, come on, give us some dirt, mate. Give us some, give us some stuff about Izzy. He he loves getting the league boys on, asking if they got something on me. You give us something about oh, Izzy. Come is on, What right. do you got?
5: Um, I I would be surprised if we we don't um, start talking about NFTs because Izzy's a bit of a D We've got a little group called. <laughs> the DG and Kiwis, and we're constantly waiting for Izzy to pay his Ethereum. He's so tight that we've got all these opportunities. <laughs> and he's just so slow at um, you know, paying his dues, mate. Oh, he <laughs>
3: short arms,
0: long That's pockets. right. I,
3: I've got to put in 0.3. Ah, oh, that's right. I forgot about it. That. that was on the weekend, mate. I was away, so I forgot <laughs> yeah. totally all about it, DC. Don't embarrass me on live air. Wow. Sorry, mate. I'm as tired sorry, as i can, mate. We're not... We're not all getting millions like you. Anyway, Dizzy, what are you up to? Kickathon. Kickathon at, at Eden Park, mate. Pretty awesome uh, thing you've been able to do, mate. How'd this come about?
5: Yeah, it's something I've been working on for the last 12 months, and I'm actually pretty keen um, for you to wipe the cobwebs off your boots, mate. I'm not sure how those knees will handle, but <laughs> I'd love for you to come down and have a have a wee kick with me, mate. But, um, yeah, so I've, I've been an ambassador for um, UNICEF for about seven years now, and I never really got to choose which projects I got to support so I set up the DC 10 fund um, to, and partner with UNICEF because when it comes to supporting children in need all over the world no one does it better than UNICEF and I'm going through this little stage in my life where I'm working out what the next chapter of my life post footy looks like I'm using this time to to give back and to give back to children mm-hmm. so I set up this fund um, basically to, to help you know enrich the lives of children so they can unleash their dreams like uh, like the three of us you know we uh, we had big dreams as mm. kids, and and um, you know we were able to, to unleash those dreams so um, it's basically I choose which UNICEF projects that are really close to me that I'm passionate about i close to my heart and you know we set goals and, and trying and, to mm. try and achieve them so I'm doing some work uh, helping support our tamariki here in, in Aotearoa um, and doing some work in the Pacific Islands um, to provide uh, clean water, sanitation and hygiene to the kids in the Pacific. And I was also able to to help support uh, Tonga after the um, tragic events, their mm. volcanic eruption. So those are three projects that the DC10 fund uh, supports. Um, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to try and uh, kick goals for 24 hours at Eden Park. And that's all going towards uh, providing clean water to to the Pacific, so um, pretty daunting task, I've been training my ass off the last six months for it, so the um, <laughs> 7th seventh, seventh and 8th of April can't come around fast enough.
3: Mate, t- tell us how, what goes on in the Pacific, and before I get on to the training and, and how you're going to run that whole day's um, format, like, how did you get on to the Pacific, and tell us about the struggles that uh, these kids endure when they're over in the Pacific Islands and, and what they... You know, we, we get water, clean water every single day. What, what what do they go through?
5: Yeah, it's um obviously UNICEF do fantastic work all over the world. And when I was looking at all the different yep. projects worldwide, I really wanted to do something here in New Zealand. So that's why we're supporting our tamariki and continuing the work that UNICEF are doing here. But also, you know, our, our neighbouring brothers and sisters the Pacific Islands, you know, we're really close to them. So I really wanted to, to try and help. and and do something in the Pacific Islands. And there were some opportunities around education, which is hugely important for kids, but as soon as I started realising that um, the fact that there's one in ten children over in the Pacific Islands have access to clean water, um, it's one of the the leading um, causes of death for children under five, as um, diseases related to not having fresh water and sanitation. So if we're wanting to... You know, to unleash unleash you know these kids' dreams. You know that they, they need the best start in life as possible. And something that we take or my children in particular take for granted is the fact that they do have mm. clean water, um, you know, good sanitation, and the opportunity to good hygiene, which a lot of the children don't in the Pacific mm. Islands. So, as um, soon as I started learning a little bit about the statistics and over there, that I thought it was just a, an amazing way to um, to try and, and support the kids in in the Pacific and you know, obviously need to uh, to try and raise some some money to to help with the medical centers and the schools that that don't have you know access to clean water over there so i was like right what do i love doing love kicking goals um it's hard to think of a fundraising event that then i can raise as much money as possible to support the
0: the kids in the island dc oh. to mahi nei te tino e oh awesome dc that um Jeez, that that, mm. that put goosebumps on um, to me just around the work that you're doing. You're made of a legend. Um, the train, the training part of that, mate. Hey, well, if you got like a screw on leg or something? You just screw off and and screw <laughs> a new one off for 24 <laughs> hours or something, mate. Kicking a ball for 24 hours, how how tough's that going to be?
3: You can kick both feet, mate. Look at them.
5: Oh, jeez, I um, yeah, it, it, it has been quite like kicking is. Is my happy place. It's it's almost like meditation to me. Um, I go out, you know, escape the madhouse of four young children, um, and then just go kick goals. <laughs> but but all of a sudden, when you're starting to, your sessions are four, five hours long, like it was earlier in the week. I've got a six hour session next week. Um, kicked over a thousand balls already this week. It's no longer meditation, it's actually hard work. Um, but, you know, I kind of close my eyes and think of the impact that I'm able to have on, on those children in the Pacific and also here in New Zealand that it just makes it all worthwhile. So there is a little bit of strategy. I had um, the Blues yeah. Physio uh, about six months ago write me a program. Um, I've got, you know, Izzy George Duncan, um, he's the, the all black sort of mu- muscle specialist. I see him fortnightly and catch <laughs> up on my all black gossip. Um, you know, he's. So he'll be there on the day as well, helping me out. Um, so I've got a bit of a medical team sort of helping me. But you're, you're right, Dagger. I actually have to kick off both feet because I was doing <laughs> a lot of kicking just off my left foot. And, um, and I had to keep going and see the chiropractor. I was all out of. Uh, and as soon as I started kicking with both feet, um, everything came a bit more aligned. So, yeah, definitely uh, there's definitely a bit of strategy to it. I, I would love to kick 1,598 kicks in the 24 hours um yes. that's how many test points are scored for the all blacks and that's 66 just over 66 kicks an hour um so that's just over one a minute for 24 hours so that's my target oh. Um uh, which it sounds daunting but i can <laughs> probably smack that out in about 30 minutes 40 minutes and then kind of get something to eat um relax and before i before i do it all again
3: Beautiful, Dizzy. Well, how do we come? So, how do we support this, mate? Are we able to rock up to Eden Park and have a wee kick with you, or you know, how do we donate to, to, to give back to this uh, special cause that you, you're raising money for, mate?
5: Yeah, there's. Uh, it's going to be live streamed. So Sky Sport are uh, jumping on board. So it's going to be um, live streamed through Sky Sport, one of their pop up nice. channels. And there's also a website, um, Dan Carter dot com forward slash kickathon or we'll just jump to my um website and you can get all the information oh. about where the donations are going the live stream that we're gonna have a live update of the kicks I get and also record the kicks that I miss so you can come along and watch it. Um, we've got some great commercial partners um, like Chemist Warehouse have jumped on board and that they'll be coming along. They'll be Running a competition, giving away um some, some tickets to, to come along and kick alongside me as well, which would be pretty cool and I might have to get a few uh a few old ex players like yourself as to come along and <laughs> plot a few goals at some st- some stage of the twenty four hours as well.
3: Nice fella. Well, our friends at Chemist Warehouse are partnering with Kickathon and thanks to Chemist Warehouse we're giving away five double passes to attend the Kickathon and take part, just text DC ten. To double eight, double three, right now and you can head along to be a part of history with the man himself, Dizzy. Thank you so much, Dizzy. Before we let you go, we're going to talk a bit of Crusaders because David Harvelli, playing his 100th game. I know you you played a lot with, Davey. Special man. We celebrated it throughout the morning and I've had my little moment that's uh, pretty special for, for Davey getting his 100th. And then there's also the, the Heritage Round, mate. You're a part of that. I've seen your mug pictured in the Heritage Round because you played over 100 games for the... For the Crusaders, um, pretty special weekend of, of footy.
5: Oh, it's a huge weekend of footy, and um, you know I love everything, all the values um, that that Davy um brings. He's we often talk about uh, a Crusader man, and he epitomises mm. the Crusader man. Um, he always puts the team first. He's hardworking. He's always there. Never any excuses. Uh, he enjoys himself. Um, so for him to play in 100 Test matches, I was lucky enough to be there um, at the start of his career when I was, I was finishing, and I really liked what I saw. Um, he's just really down to earth, humble, hard working. So I sent him a wee message yesterday um, just to, to wish him luck, and uh, yeah, he uh, he deserves uh, all the accolades that it, that he it gets. So I know you're pretty close to him as well. So big weekend and um, obviously heritage round. So. Uh, good to sit on the, the sofa um, like you, Daggy. Matt. Oh, yeah, actually, you're on the sidelines uh, talking rubbish on the sidelines. But it's actually, when I sit there and watch it, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. It's actually quite nice um, being on the sidelines and, and not uh, not getting bashed around and can, can enjoy the game that way.
0: So I'll be doing exactly that this weekend. Nice, DC. Hey, just, you know, it'd be remiss of us not to ask about Sonny Bill Williams' fight on Wednesday night. Did you get to see it? What did you think? Well, I caught
5: the highlights
0: um, for young kids. It was far too late for me. You
5: might be at times they fought <laughs> these days, um, but I saw the highlights and what a machine! I nothing but respect for the man. I I know his work ethic and I know the amount of work that would have gone into into that one round that that he did fight. So, such a, a special human being and an athlete, and you know he deserves all the accolades was that he, he gets as well. Oh no way would, get there, would I Rick? get in there! I sit there and watch that. And I was like, these guys, these uh, they're just another level, mate. There's no way, unless
3: it was you as um, <laughs> easy. But, uh, but you, we got... no way would I get in there. Mate. i, gotta, I gotta ask, uh, No, no, i have got to ask the couple. Of, uh, who Dean? You know, you know, Dean. You, you, are bloody yeah. man, Dino. He helped me up. He's like, mate. Yeah. Billy Slater wants to fight you. And I said, ah, well, wow, oh, man, he'd out. go for five rounds plus. Nah, that was that oh. fight for life. He said, um, didn't call me out, but he said, do you want to fight
5: Billy Slater? I said,
3: hell bro. no, bro. I'm one hitter no, quitter. Well. See you later. Tired.
5: Oh, I'm, the, so. <laughs> I'm the same, bro. I'm the same. I get on the, box, on the boxing bag at the end of training, do a couple of one-twos, and then I'm just on the floor. I'm exhausted.
3: <laughs> oh nice mate, oh we appreciate you Desi uh, Thank you so much for coming on the show And April 7th, the Kickathon All the best, love what you're about Giving back to the community and people in need And uh, you've always been about that mate I remember the first time I met you You've always been open and uh, still owed me A thousand bucks when I lost that race So anyway, appreciate you brother
5: Well <laughs> good, thanks guys <laughs> See you can be
3: We want to reflect and remember Kenny McFadden So we're going to get Huey Bainan on he is the GM of the Sales MBL. the tribute to flying in this morning for a great of New Zealand sport, Kenny McFadden, a gun hopper in his day, hooper in his day, sorry, and then an inspiration and gateway for generations post his playing days, opening doors for thousands of Kiwis to pursue their basketball dream. Hugh Bainant is the GM of Sals MBL, MBL, and he's on the line now to remember Kenny. Good morning, Huey.
6: The, uh, yeah, gut punch of a morning, really. You know, I woke up to a few texts on my phone and just couldn't believe it. You know, they, you know, Kenny's had his health health problems, at a kidney transplant in 2018. That was you know well well documented and written about. What an amazing story that was. But a real gut punch for the New Zealand basketball community. You summed it up beautifully, Izzy, with, with what he brought to our game. He changed the game in New Zealand when he arrived in 1982. He changed it all. You know, he was the reason people came through the doors to watch games. He was the reason. It got put on TV. He was the reason people turned it on on TV, and he, he paved the way for so many amazing imports that we've had over the last over the last 40 years. So, yeah, a real sad day for New Zealand basketball.
3: Mate, what what sort of... I wasn't very lucky enough... I wasn't lucky enough to, to have met Kenny, but just from the outside looking in and seeing the impact he had on, on young basketballers, and particularly with Stephen Adams, you know, we all know about that story, with his help forging him to an NBA career. What sort of man was Kenny, mate?
6: he was the kindest-hearted man, you know, in in the in the community. Uh, and I, you know, just before I came on air, having a chat with Kieran, your producer, uh, about how when when he went to a camp for one of Kenny's camps, and he was youngest, and and you know, in Kieran's words, he was the worst player there, but Kenny made up a most improved award for him and gave him a Boston Celtics beanie. That kind of stuff really summed up the off-court uh, Kenny Mack. You know, on the court he was a killer, and he had to be. You know, he he had all that bouncy athleticism mm-hmm. that. We love to watch. He had range and all court game, and he was like a phenomenal basketballer. But it's his off court stuff that the ones in Newham him are new we're going to remember him for. You know, I travel around the country doing my job as both a commentator and now as the general manager of the league and going to all the arenas. You walk into TSB Arena, uh, you know, a 4,000 seat arena, beautiful arena on the waterfront in the capital city, and he's the first man you see, and he's got a big, toothy grin on his face, and he, he lights up the whole arena, and it's you know, and his jersey hangs up in the rafters as well. And he's just given so much to the game. And, um, you know, n- not least, of course, you know, nurturing Stephen Adams, making him into an NBA star. You know, kids from Rotorua don't go to the NBA, but they do now. Because yeah. Kenny Mack saw the potential in the young kid and, and, and look where he is now. So, yeah, I, it's it's impossible to really put into words just how much he's given the basketball in the Wellington region and in New Zealand as a whole.
0: Hey, Hughie, it's Kenby, mate. I met Kenny... Way back, mate, in the early, um, mid-80s, when I was working for Nicky Mills, I'd bounce the doors down at Exche- Exchequer Nightclub, <laughs> um, which they were called the Exchequer Saints back then. What, what, yeah. did, what did Kenny bring, um, apart from that skill, mate, that we'd all sort of seen with, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those type of Magic Johnson type things? I mean, when we saw Kenny play way back then in the early 80s, what did he, what did he actually bring and leave with New Zealand?
6: Yeah, it's, you, you summed it up. Matthew Johnson's the word. He's the guy I, I would really compare him to. And then that's the whole personality as well. It's one thing being a really good basketball player, right? You're always going to get your basketball, huge basketball fans who want to watch the good players play. But it's having a personality that bleeds onto the court and brings people to the game. And that's what Kenny McFadden did. You know, when he arrived in, in 1982, the NBL uh, was just becoming a thing an official thing it wasn't on tv it was a a local event that some people would go to uh and he he just absolutely transformed it you know it all of a sudden people thought hey we have good basketball here as well it's not just in america we can go you know go down to the trafalgar center or or wherever wherever you're living and watch like these world-class athletes play And, and kenny matt was the forefront of that you know and he and he led the way for your Benny Anthony's and then all the way up to your, your Casey Franks and, and all these guys and all these guys who stayed here as well. Americans that came, played the game and stayed in Aotearoa to, to bring through the next generation and, and to, add to add to New Zealand basketball society as well. And he, he literally started all of that. And um, I mean, it's uh, an easy thing to say when people pass on, right, to, to get into the hyperbole and, and everything, but he literally changed the game in New Zealand.
3: Mate, what about his basketball career? Um, can you just shed some light on on how really good he was uh, at the game of basketball, and 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 the impact he left on the court for for the young next generation to to forge their own careers?
6: Yeah, so you know he, was, he came out of Michigan and went, went through Washington State, where of course a couple of our you know top Kiwi female players are there at the moment in the, in the Ledger Walker sisters. <laughs> And then he came straight over to New Zealand 1982. And at that point, the great Stan Hill was dominating New Zealand basketball. You know, a very different player. Um, stoic, big, Kiwi tree of a man. <clears throat> and Kenny came in, you know, with a, you know, more athleticism and a more flash, more showtime to his game and the kind of showtime that we hadn't seen here in New Zealand. Really, apart from the little glimpses of American basketball we got. Um, in his first year, they won the second division. And, went, and then they went on to six straight NBL Grand Finals. Uh, They lost their, I believe he lost his debut grand final to Stan Hill's side. Um, But then, you know, went on to win four championships, runners up three times. Um, Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. You know, the one game that really propelled the NBL to national status uh, was 1985. There was a live televised grand final. Um, he hit the winning three-pointer, end of overtime, 114 to 11. The Wellington Saints win, and and that was, you know, for that to happen live on TV. <laughs> that, you know, we talk about 2002 and what happened with the the World Cup and the Tall Blacks. and How many people watched that? Like that was a similar moment for our league, back in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know and then the big smile cracked up straight after he made it as well so all of that kind of stuff came into it yeah awesome moment and uh, and that set the Wellington Saints on their way you know here they are still the most successful franchise in league history uh, a team that players mm. all over the world want to come and play for and Kenny Mack's been the assistant coach this entire time and you know I was looking forward to seeing him on game one in a few weeks time but um we'll, we'll have to pay tribute to him and we'll, we'll make sure we put one game aside this year and dedicate it to Kenny Mack. His jersey already hangs in the rafters, but there's certainly more we can do to, to repay him for everything he's done for us.
0: Yeah, Hugh, talk, nice. talking about that, um, and you're right, there'll be some real um, sadness down, especially down in Wellington. Nicky Mills, <laughs> pass out my condolences to him and his whanau that really supported Kenny um, through those early days. And, and, of course, the basketball um, had some really good tributes this morning. Um, Bill Urali, King, King Capisi online, texting you know what he meant to him when he was a kid growing up in Wellington. What is the, what is the state of the legacy that you think, Hugh, New Zealand basketball, um, in effect, could, could, could gain um, in the future from what Kenny done for our game?
6: Well, Kenny did so much work off the court. That one thing is his academy in Wellington, I'm sure there'll be um, some big decisions to be made about how that moves forward and who takes that over. And no, There's no way it's going to be let to, to go away, for sure. I mean, that academy's produced so many fantastic players and, and memories for people and young kids as well going forward. Last year, you know, one thing we're really trying to address in the NBL space is embracing our history a little bit more and our record-keeping and stuff. So we made a big step towards that last year when we named the top 40 players in the league's history because it was the fortieth birthday of the league last year, and Kenny Matt came number two and man, I can tell you uh, behind behind the great par cameron we I was part of that panel five man, six man panel um to discuss who would you know make the top forty. We had some arguments over one and two, and it was Nick Mills <laughs> who you mentioned there, Kenby, who was very much flying the slave for Kenny in the end, it was essentially I think the first line of the thing we wrote was an impossibly tight call to make between Kenny and Perro. Perra will be hurting today. You know, I sent my text. I sent a text to Perra as well. Um, you know, the greatest New Zealand player of all time, and you know, those two were really good friends. They have coached together. He'll be really hurting today, as, as will so many of our great basketballers. So, you know, Kenny's going to be remembered in Wellington forever. Of course, he is. But <clears throat> you know, without you know, now having too much thought to put into it so far from the league point of view, we'll certainly go down. You know, trying to find a way to um, immortalise him in league history
3: oh awesome mate we appreciate you on here on our show baz and izzy for breakfast hugh Bainan, uh gm of the Sales MBL, reflecting on kenny mcfadden the impact he had on the court and also off the court he was a major factor to why our younger generation are doing and forging their own careers in the game of basketball we appreciate you mate thank you so much for, for finding time and, and reflecting on kenny mcfadden thanks fellas awesome awesome great to have a chat there and uh yeah, you just kind of get a bit of an understanding of the impact he's had made, and and it's been a it's been a torrid couple of years for a year of the last five six months. We're losing absolute superstars, genuine superstars at such a young age. Uh, Kempy, it's um, it's a pretty tough time at the moment. I know you lost one of your good mates uh, not so long ago. You've had Inger and um, uh, Inger and uh, 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 Joely Venditti, You know you've had
0: yeah, many guys, superstars of the game. Just throw him in the big too, you know, Olsen. Like yeah, yep. It's been a, been a been a pretty torrid start to the year, to be honest. You know, I mean, we're in summer. You know, like normally, <laughs> a lot of a lot of our um, our people who pass away are in the winter. So, mate, I just hope it isn't isn't a sign of things to come. Um, yeah, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Look, I remember I was I was seventeen, mate. I think you had to be twenty one back then when you wor- walked on worked on the doors down there when Nicky Mills gave me a start. Um, and I was bouncing on the doors down there, and I remember I remember the big fellow walking in, you know, I just could, all of, you know, su- such a tall, good looking man. And, <laughs> um, I used to just think, you know, oh, geez, that, that's Magic Johnson. You know what I mean? Cause, cause I also, <laughs> also used to go to the basketball down there back in those days and just watch him carve up on the, on the basketball court. So, um, yeah, there'd be some, some people hurting, especially down in Wellington, His icon down, down in that, mm. um, that city. Um, you know, he, you, you mentioned his name, everybody knows who he is. And it's, uh, you know, a good tribute, fellas. I think. I think the the conversation with Hugh and and just the effect that he had on our game of basketball, putting him in the top two with pedal Cameron, um, mm. is absolutely an outstanding effort from our man Kenny. So, um um, yeah, sad, sad day for all, for basketball.
1: Yeah, well said, Kenny. Uh, well said, Kimpy and and Kenny. Like uh, the the Saints, Farno. That's what they were, family, and they'll be hurting today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, remembering a, a great life, and we'll continue to do it on Ecnz throughout the day. Semi Hewitt up after us, uh, and then of course the drive team on the run home as well. We will make sure we pay tribute to Kenny McFadden throughout the day. Here on SCNZ. And just very quickly, remember Kiwi Survivor. Get your tips in for Toadonga for your chance to win $500. Get your, if your horse is placed, so you survive. Get one wrong and you're out. Last punter standing wins. Play Kiwi Survivor at Survivor.ecnzradio.nz Deck maintenance
3: isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset.